Good day and welcome to the Cincy Slangin' Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, and we're just doing a quick introduction before we get to our special guest. Keith Agron, a national evaluator and chief scout for OnTheRadarHoops.com, joined us for the second time. If you remember, think way back a few months ago when the Bearcats were wrapping up their 2021-2022 basketball season, we had Keith Agron on the podcast to talk about a new recruit for the 2022 class, Josh Reed. We're just a few short weeks away from seeing Josh Reed get his first minutes in a Cincinnati Bearcats uniform. But before the 2022 season gets underway and we start watching real basketball again, we needed to have Keith Agron back on the podcast to talk about a 2023 Bearcats recruit that officially made his decision this past week. Jizzle James, a point guard out of Orlando, Florida, has made it official that he will be joining the Cincinnati Bearcats starting in the 2023 season. Jizzle is very highly regarded on the national basketball scene, and as we like to do, Anytime we get a new recruit for the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team, we like to have on a scout who can tell us more about their strengths, their weaknesses, and give us a taste of exactly what they're going to bring to the table when they throw on that Bearcats basketball uniform in the future. So let's get into it. Without any further ado, Keith Agron. We are now joined by a returning guest, Keith Agron who is the National Evaluator and Chief Scout for OnTheRadarHoops.com, is back with us because the Bearcats have landed another rising star from the South. Jizzle James, a 6'1 point guard from Orlando, Florida, has committed to play for the Cincinnati Bearcats in 2023, and we are welcoming back Keith to talk about Jizzle and his game. Thanks, Keith, for joining the podcast. Great to be with you again, Zach. Looking forward to today. Excellent. Well, we are, we do not need to necessarily get into the history as we did last time, given that people are familiar with your work. They're familiar with uh, your evaluation of players. Unfortunately, we haven't even had a chance yet to see Josh Reed play in a Bearcats uniform, but that is coming very soon. Um, the last time you spoke with us, it was about his commitment um, to the Cincinnati Bearcats. We now are going to talk about Jizzle James, who would be coming to the Bearcats for the 2023 2024 season which will be the Bearcats' first season in the Big 12 Conference. So I ask you this. You've seen Jizzle play at least a few times in person. What are your first impressions? When you see Jizzle James in person for the first time, what really jumps out to you when watching him play basketball? A ton of enthusiasm and sort of effervescence for being out there. Um, Great energy, great vibes. That, that's the first thing you notice. Um, you expect from his reputation that he's going to be skilled, and he is. Um, he's a much like his dad was as a running back. He's pure downhill to the basket um, in a real sense. You know, you, you hear the word downhill thrown, thrown about a lot these days. Obviously, everyone's trying to get at the rim. That's really where he does uh, the lion's share of his damage, whether he's scoring, which he can do with a lot of flair, uh, as people will likely see from his clips online, uh, makes some circus shots and 
you know, they're not really out of control or wasteful efforts. You know, he's just, he's just adept at it. You know, he just kind of finishes with a, a lot of flair and a lot of style. And, you know, he's got a, you know, for a, for a high school senior, you know, soon to be college freshman, he's already got a pretty good frame, even on, even at six, one, uh, probably would make a very good football running back, frankly. So, um, very much, uh, very entertaining. And, you know, you feel the energy, particularly during the summer when he was playing with the Florida Rebels. It was really exciting, interesting stuff. The team he was playing for, the Florida Rebels, talk to me about that environment. Is he surrounded by a lot of other Division One type talent? Is he what's the competition like? Tell me a little bit about his playing experience and who he's who he's been playing with recently. Yeah, well, Florida Rebels have a very good relationship with On the Radar uh, and our owner, Sean Williams, uh, here in Atlanta. So they play a lot with us, even though they're an EYBL team. Um, it's not unusual for us to get uh, shoe teams to play on our circuit, obviously. But Florida Rebels, in particular, from, from the state, uh, play a lot with us. We were in Florida twice uh, this past spring and summer, and they were with us both times. And they are stacked, Zach. Well, let me just tell you how good the Florida Rebels – well, I don't want to spend too much time boring you about the Florida Rebels, actually. But they are stacked with – Six, seven Division One, high major Division One players. Uh, their 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 2024 team, I think, is even better than the one Jizzle played on, which had six or seven Division One players on it. So he is seeing with us. He's seeing the very best competition. Obviously, they're in the A flight every time, and then uh, of course on the EYBL circuit, Jizzle uh, has had a lot of success in front of a lot of different national evaluators and writers. When you do a quick search and watch his YouTube clips, <clears throat> obviously what jumps out to you is he is very explosive. You mentioned the downhill efforts toward the rim, his ability to finish strong at the rim, both through creative, contorting your body under you know reverse finishing, but also he's, he's the kind of player who has athleticism. For a 6'1 guy, it seems like it's not totally uncommon for him to dunk in-game, which isn't always the case for 6'1 players. Even with explosive athleticism, it's tough to get up and finish in traffic with with emphasis like let it like it appears he can in terms of his style of point guard is he score first is he more of a facilitator what can you speak to in terms of his ability to be a floor general for the bearcats in the future you know what's interesting about him right now is that his his the weakest part of his game and i and i say this with all with all respect to him being a four-star player is his deep shooting so him getting to the basket with such uh, speed and burst and the ability, as you've seen, and, and I've seen live to get off the deck and just throw one down uh, kind of explosively without much uh, warning means that he's going to, he, he makes an excellent facilitator pass first guy. And he's not a selfish player. Um, I would not label him that as at all because he's not hoisting a lot of wasteful threes or, or contested long range shots. It's not the strength of his game. So he plays right into what he does well. Um, and there just weren't a, a ton of guys that were able to stay in front of him uh, and keep him from getting where he wanted to go off the dribble, or at least getting him into the mid range where he's really interesting. You know, the mid range, we probably, I think we talked about this quite a bit with Josh Reed because he's excellent in that range. Also, um, Jizzle's not afraid to pull up from 15, uh, you know, sort of two, three dribbles hard, leave you in the dust, pull up for a jump shot kind of thing. Um, he's very good in that area. He just needs to, I think, get some reps from, from three-point range and beyond to, to make that a viable weapon. Um, but uh, he certainly gets by with the other things right now, getting at the basket, setting people up. 
the physical profile reminds me a little bit of like Patrick Beverly, you know, not very big in terms of height, about six one, but wiry, clearly pretty strong for it, for his frame. And you hear a lot of, a lot of good feedback from, from scouts and, and um, just a lot of the sites that are writing on Jizzle. They're saying that, you know, the defense is something that can pop. He's someone who can lock down, stay in front of people based on what you saw during his games. Is that something that rings true to you? Is this some, is someone who, who does have maybe the nice physical skill set and wherewithal to be a really good high level defender in the Big 12? Yeah, well, it's going to be a challenge maybe his first year out or even two, even though he has a good frame. Now, before I even talk about his potential down the road, he's a superb defender right now. On the high school level, it is pure lockdown stuff. Um, you know, AAU is where I saw him, and and you don't get a ton of defense, especially in those showcase games, you know, late afternoon showcase game at an AAU tournament. Everybody's tired. They're kind of just out there to have a good time. He's still going after it on defense. Um, and you know, with a dad like Edge Sr., you're not surprised at all that the effort level is, is going to be consistently solid. Um, so, yeah, no, the defense is not going to be a problem other than maybe the physicality of guarding a 22 or 23-year-old guy in the Big 12 if he – you know, if he gets out there as a freshman, um, but uh, he'll he'll iron that out. I mean, he's obviously a great lateral mover, so uh, the speed will translate just fine. Uh, but at six at six one, you know, against six four and six five guards, that's tough for anybody. So especially their first year out. So it does sound like you have confidence, though, that as he adjusts to that next level of play, it's not a matter of if, but when when he becomes a, a great defender at that next level. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think he's a naturally. I don't think he's a one year and you know one and done kind of player. So it, you get him for a couple of years, and if he explodes in his second year, maybe he dips his toes in the NBA draft. You know, six one guys, you got to be awfully good in order to do that after two years. So um, unless he gets to become a much better shooter, maybe that's not even possibility. But I wouldn't put it past him if he became a great shooter. Um, but yeah, it's just just the physicality of the Big Twelve will. I mean, I've seen a lot of good six foot and six one guards from Georgia with similar frames and similar skill sets take two and sometimes even three years to get used to that end of the floor uh, in, in high major division one. Let's talk about that jump shot a little bit, because I think if there is one obvious critique that does exist with Jizzle at this time, it does seem to be that he struggles from deep. Um, the number you saw floated around would be the fact that on the on the Nike circuit, he shot somewhere around 11 percent from three, which Small sample size, I suspect like a season long percentage isn't that low, but when you look at his jump shot, is there, is there, are there fundamental flaws in the form? Do you see it as something that could be tweaked and salvaged and, 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 you know, improved to being a solid, like 33, 34% shooter in the future? I don't think the Cincy staff would have, everybody has to shoot it now in some way, shape or form. I'm at, I didn't know that stat about that. Uh, 11%. That's actually a lot lower than I would have guessed. Although from what I saw in the two tournaments, I saw him in, he either, he either passed up a lot of shots from that range and, you know, sort of took it to the basket. And if he couldn't get all the way, you know, then he would, he would get to a range he was more comfortable in. Like I said, that 15 to 18 is, is a high, I'm sure his percentage goes up. 15 or even 20 percentage points just for three or four feet inside the arc. Um, he, it's something that I think he's going to need to drill um, based on what I saw. It's going to take, and I'm sure he's already doing it and already has been doing it. He's going to have to get hundreds of shots up in the gym 
And uh, he's going to have to make that a viable weapon. Every point guard now, there's there's no longer just a distributor. Everyone, every point guard has to be a scoring point guard now. So, and a lot of that has to do with keeping defenses honest with three from three range if you're going to have the ball in your hands a lot. So, it, it, by no matter, look, he's just too skilled an athlete and too gifted naturally not to be able to develop it. Um, so he'll have to put the work in, and 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 he's you know he's good enough to do it. I think, in my opinion. When we when I reached out to you to set up this conversation, you you did share that you I think had the chance to sort of watch Jizzle play while sitting next to his dad, Edron James. So it's obviously well documented. His father, Edron James, NFL pro, running back, now in the now in the NFL Hall of Fame. Extremely, I mean, he's one of my favorite players of all time. He's one of the most likable, charismatic guys to come out of the U, and um, that obviously adds some some sort of prestige to Jizzle as a recruit. But one thing that you said that was interesting was I think you had the chance to watch the game with him and sort of get his feedback about what he was seeing on the court and maybe what he and Jizzle are, how they're looking at his own game, what they're working on, what they're developing. What can you tell me about that experience? Well, that was really kind of funny actually, um, because when I'm scouting at tournaments, I'm pretty locked in. I sometimes get zoned out to the fact that there's even people around me in some cases, especially when you're watching something like the rebels. Um, who are so entertaining and had so many guys to watch. If you want to do a, a fair evaluation, you, you literally can't take your eyes off the court sometimes. So he was sitting literally in the next chair over from me. And I thought I recognized him when I sat down. And then it became apparent as he began cheering and, 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 and yelling out to his son during the game. And then I put the face together with the whole thing. So I introduced myself. I, I was, I was somewhat fan fanboyed out a little bit, you know, but I wasn't, I wanted to be respectful. I, I actually am a big fan of the Keynes program going back to when I was a kid. So um, it was fun. He was very, very, very nice. And um, once he, we got to talking and he got to understand what my role there was, we started to talk more basketball and no, he was noticing the same things that you and I have been discussing about his son's game. He's, I loved how honest he was about the things, you know, when, when Jizzle would make a mistake or when Jizzle would launch a shot that, maybe wasn't within his parameters his dad was the first one to look at me and say hey you know that's got to get better or, or that's not where he's at right now uh things along those lines and so and i was very upfront with him as well obviously you're blown away by the athleticism uh he had a couple of dunks in that game that brought the people off of their seats and whatnot but he, obviously as his dad he's seen that quite a bit he knows what his son's capable of he wasn't blown away by that he was looking much deeper he was sitting there like a scout and really trying to critique his son game like most dads do, I imagine, and, and uh, try and find out a way to get better for the game that was coming up next. So it was, um, it was a lot of fun. It's been about 20 minutes sitting there with him chatting. And, um, and so he's very realistic about his son. He, he mentioned the size because I said to him, Hey, at six, one, he may be able to get off the deck, but you know, he's going to face some six, five guys somewhere down the, down the line. And that'll be a challenge. And he was right on board with that as well. He knows, that's why he's such a good on-ball defender. If you're going to guard, if you're going to guard a six-five guy, at least make his life miserable by getting up in his pants, you know. So that's what he does well. Oh, that's really cool. That's a that's a unique experience that you're not going to necessarily get to replicate very often. Um, can you tell me anything about Jizzle the person, the personality? I don't know if you've had much chance to talk to him yourself, see how he interacts with teammates. Um, maybe meet word of mouth by talking to other recruiters or, or scouts that have had chances to interact with them. What can you tell me about Jizzle James, the human being and teammate? 
Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I haven't spoken to him personally, but I have gotten some some feedback. Uh, certainly, I don't know him as well as I knew Josh Reed, who was here in town in, in Atlanta. But um, I have heard and read um, quite a bit about him. And like I said, there's that sort of typical, again, of a, of a pro athlete's son, that sort of natural intensity, whether he grew up, you know, whether it's in his blood, so to speak, or whether it was ingrained in him uh, as a, as a young man growing up with his dad. Um, very intense. Again, in an AAU setting, um, things get choppy. The basketball doesn't always look great, even when it's an EYBL game. So it's, it's interesting. I found it, his effort level and the way that he constantly got after it to be interesting. And, and that was something that people had commented to me was very much involved in, his personality and you know just, he loves being out there you could just see again you know kind of that kind of that football playing style where you know you just love being out there you know you love running people over you love run, getting by people you love dunking on people and um it's a real sort of definitely rubs off or rubbed off on the on the other rebels guys you know a six nine kid who it's just kind of rim running the whole game, but he gets a dunk, you know, Jizzle gets a dunk and then the six, nine guy goes berserk, you know, and gets three possessions where, where he's blocking everything in sight and he gets his own dunk, you know, that kind of thing. So definitely uh, full of energy and effervescence. And um, that'll be evident from day one. He just gets after it, you know, and uh, seems like a very humble guy based on, you know, despite the bloodlines, which is another thing that you, you know, can't always quantify unless you hear about it or talk to him in person. Well, I like to ask any any recruiting profile we do. I always force our guests to somehow make make a make a comparison to the best of your ability. Sometimes it can be an NBA player, and we always keep in mind that it doesn't have to be exact. But in terms of style of play, in terms of physically how he how he projects, if you were going to make a comparison to a, a former D one level basketball player or NBA player, in terms of how you would compare Jizzle's potential game in the future, who would who would be your comparison? Yeah, well, I had the benefit of, a, of our previous talk to get ready for this one. I gave this some thought beforehand, and um, he reminds me a, a fair amount, and he's the size and game of Jalen Brunson. Now, Brunson has become a much different NBA player, a far better NBA player, far better shooter in the NBA, as he showed last year in the playoffs, than I thought he was going to be from 20, from 23 feet. Um but college-wise, when Brunson was at Villanova, that was, you know, that downhill, great slick handle, uh, you know, just ability to get into that. Brunson's a lefty, Jizzle's a righty, but still imagine it. You get into that 15-foot range with a couple of three hard dribbles and, and just pull up and knock down and then get to the basket with a lot of, uh, with a lot of efficiency and ability to score. Um, and then, of course, like every Villanova guard, defend like heck. So uh, I think Jalen Brunson is a very fair – obviously, Brunson has evolved. He's far better this soon in the NBA than I thought he was going to be. But that's the first one that came to mind when I started thinking about it. That's an interesting comparison. And I think if, if we get anything close to Jalen Brunson in terms of productivity as a Bearcat, uh, we would take that 10 out of 10 times. So I hope you're right on that projection. It's a, it's a clever one, an interesting one. And uh, Keith, any final comments on Jizzle's game or, or things that you're working on that you want people to check out? 
Well, interesting. Uh, this is just a, a side note about our uh, on the radar circuit. We're actually going to be in Cincinnati uh, next spring. So uh, maybe uh, you'll get a chance to, to, if you're in town or not busy, get a chance to see uh, our product at work. So I would, we're, we're kind of making some inroads in the, in Ohio and Indiana um, as we sort of inch our way to the uh, Midwest and uh, so we would definitely be in Cincinnati. I don't have the date just yet, but excited about getting into the Midwest market. We've had quite a few teams come down and play with us from there uh, this past spring. And so um, uh, I've done some scouting before I was with OTR, uh, also in the Midwest. So looking forward to seeing some of my contacts out there. And um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're we're doing some great things with OTR. Trying to get, we're a Southeast brand, and but we're trying to trying to go. Uh, who knows maybe national at some point but certainly more regional i love that so we'll make sure we're bookmarking that page on the radarhoops.com but make sure you're staying in touch with me we can definitely publicize the event in cincinnati and i'd love to come out myself i live here so it'll be it'll be an easy easy out for me to get out there and check you guys out yeah looking forward to that zach that'd be a lot of fun so i will keep you in the loop i'll tag you on everything all right appreciate it keith Thanks again for coming on the Cincy Slang and Bearcat podcast. You can find Keith's work at ontheradarhoops.com. And Keith, what is your Twitter name so that we can have folks follow you on Twitter as well? Yes, appreciate that. The Twitter is Bracket Sage, uh, the word bracket and then S-A-G-E on the end. Um, so you can uh, give me a follow there. We Obviously, uh, I do a lot of content. I do 90% of the content on the OTR site. So you can, if you want to read about any Georgia players, that's certainly one of the best places to do it. We will be sure to do that. With Chad Dollar on staff, we know we've got to pay close attention to Georgia. So we will keep doing so. Thanks again, as always, for making yourself available for us. And we'll look forward to tracking Josh Reed and Jizzle James as the Bearcats seasons in the, uh, start to progress. Great being with you, Zach. Thanks again for having me. Thanks, Keith.